happening, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's going to outwit the Platinum Bastard. My name's Joe, and here with me to talk about Avengers Age of Ultron, I've got my two artificial intelligences. Sequel. There are no strings on this podcast. Ties in nicely. And Corey. The podcast where the city is flying, we're fighting robots, and I have a bow and arrow. Yeah, nothing makes sense. I love that line. Me too. Couldn't use it, but I love it. Too long? I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. But you did, so good for you. <laughs> we have Frank's bet, the podcast that is playing Hide the Zucchini. Which I caught for the first time in this watch, and I fucking lost it. Uh, Mad's bet is the podcast that's glad you asked that, because we wanted to take this time to explain our evil plan. His honorable mention, the only podcast that's going to break your old man's heart. And I have honorable mentions of the podcast that's unbearably naive, and the podcast that's not meant for mortal men. But neither was Omaha Beat, Blondie. It was a pretty quotable, uh, pretty quotable one. Yes. Yeah, they got some good lines in there. I mean, Joss Whedon's doing it, so. Oh, whoops, spoilers. God damn it. <laughs> You're killing me. That's a movie fact, and before we do the movie facts, we let you know what we've been watching this week. And I'm gonna go to Corey. What'd you watch? I started watching Sharp Objects. It's a miniseries on HBO. I've heard Amy the Adams. Title Adams. It. Yes. Okay. I get ads all the time for it. It's pretty good. So it is based on a book by the same guy who wrote Gone Girl. Okay. It's actually his first book. At least I assume it's a he. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Just go with they. They. You're always right. That's a good point. So the person that wrote Gone Girl wrote Sharp Objects. HBO's turning into a miniseries with Amy Adams. Her character is pretty fucked up, and she's doing a really good job at portraying it. Um, it's a murder, like a triple or double homicide mystery in some little backwoods town in, like, Missouri or something like that. Is she involved, or, like, the detective? She's neither. She's actually a reporter. Oh, so she's basically the detective in... Kind of yeah. Of, okay, yeah. gotcha. Investigative journalist. Yes. Um, and her boss sent her back to town to, like quote-unquote heal wounds, and all they're doing is, like, ripping up more wounds every day. Her mom and her sister are incredibly fucked up human beings. It's pretty interesting. If you got a, if you got a couple hours, watch the first episode or two. If you're not hooked, then it's not going to be for you, but um, I think you guys would like it. Jillian Flynn is the author. Okay. So, so it, is a, it is a she. My apologies. Uh, I watched uh, Infinity War the other day. I, too, watched Infinity War. Might as well get this out of the way now. <laughs> I watched it in theaters. <laughs> it movie's so good. It's amazing. It's so good. The moment uh, the Bifrost opens up in Wakanda, I, I lose my shit. I lose it. I lose it several times during that movie. Still, every yeah. single time I watch it. But that's that's like the last big one for yeah. me. I think what's nice about that scene in particular is that they still manage to squeeze in some of the classic Marvel quibbiness with Groot and Captain America. Where Groot's like, I am Groot, and... I am Steve Rogers. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> it's like... Again, it's it's a fourth wall break in, to an extent, because we understand why Groot said that, and how, and like... Right. He does it. So we're, like, in on the joke. Okay, he just thinks he's introducing yeah. himself. Yeah. It's hysterical to me. Uh, it's such a well-balanced movie. It has just so much star power in it. Yeah. You know what I, I realized this watch-through is that the movie flies. It flies because they don't linger on any one set of characters too long. 
So, like, the, the pacing of the movies, it just hits all the points. They did a really good job balancing that huge, huge cast. Which makes me really excited for the next one. Might be the last time we see the Guardians cast. That's true. If the rumors and the news is accurate. They pulled the plot, or they delayed Guardians 3. So. There will be riots in the streets. There won't be. But people will be upset. What a shame. I, I mean, yeah. I guess... Uh, so there's two... Silver, pieces of silver lining here, and one is that the next installment of the Infinity War series is done. They, yes. they they filmed them back to back, so that's done at least. And two, I think the MCU is going to look a lot different after this, anyways. So it doesn't necessarily matter, but it, it does suck because the Guardians cast is just superbly built. In did I watch something else? I did. Oh, I watched Sleepy Hollow, the Johnny Depp version of Sleepy Hollow today. Okay. Uh, surprisingly star-studded. A lot of people in that movie. A lot of um, Harry Potter characters in that movie. Yeah? Mr. Dursley's in it. Um, uh, the guy who takes over to play Dumbledore is in it. That's Gandalf. Whatever is it? No. Yes. Okay. Ian McKellen? The no, first, not Ian McKellen. The, it's the first well, Dumbledore? Yeah. No. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was I thought it was one of the Dumbledores. I may be wrong. I know. Actually, now there's three Dumbledores with the uh, new Fantastic Beasts movie. That's true. Who am I thinking of? But Christina Christina Ricci's in it too. Like it's Michael Gambone is the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, he plays Dumbledore. The first Dumbledore. No, he plays the last Dumbledore. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> they had to move. The, they had to change Dumbledore because the first one died. Yes. Then Ian McKellen did it. Ian yeah. McKellen is not Dumbledore. Gandalf. Pretty sure he is. I'm Michael Gabon, Professor of his Dumbledore, Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows Part Two. Hang on. Something what you said does ring a bell for some reason, but it's not it's not Ian McKellen. Unless the Deathly Hollows has a different Dumbledore. It doesn't. No, he's not. He's not I always thought he was. Yeah, Holy me shit. Alright. Whatever. It's, it's, they look exactly the same, and they sound exactly the same. And you know what? In that in that wizard wizard getup, I I you know what? As soon as you said it, I agreed immediately because yeah. I thought you were right too. But yeah, so wow. Long story short, that movie is not that great. Uh, I didn't think so. Yeah, I enjoy it because I like dumb horror movies and Tim Burton. But that movie's <laughs> that movie's one big expo dump. That's all it is. Every scene is just exposition. Ian McGowan was offered the role, but declined. Hmm, there it is. I always thought it was him. Wow. Yeah, me too. I feel like a big idiot. Don't, don't do that. You're not the only one. Don't worry. And that's what I've been watching, so who's next? Sequel. Besides Infinity War, I watched um, Deadpool 2. Nice. Good choice. I go back and forth whether or not I think one or, or two is better. I guess they're both equals. Yeah. They're different movies. I watched, they're I, both so good and I, they're yeah, so funny. They really are. I was hanging out with a bunch of people and we just threw on the TV and the fight scene at the end of Deadpool had just come on. So I watched that too. And it's like that. I'm just like, that's just so good. All the jokes hit. Second one's deeper. It's just it's yeah. phenomenal. I'm really happy with uh, the way that's turning out. Yeah, and yeah me too. Deadpool 3 is going to continue that in the X-Force movie right <laughs> um, did you watch the theatrical version or the super duper cut because you bought it I'm assuming right yeah did you buy the super duper cut well I could only buy the super duper cut and then there's a special edition steel book I did not buy the steel book okay 
But the one that you watched was it the yeah you had to have both big yeah, so mistake. <laughs> How was the extended? Did you did you like it? Yeah, it's everything hit. I mean, it's, it's fine. fifteen more glorious minutes of Deadpool. It's fifteen more minutes of Deadpool jokes, pretty much. So nice. it's, it's it works. It's I honestly couldn't discern between what was in theaters and what was. Fair I would be able to tell you when I watch it. They uh, I will. Who uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, one of the late night shows promoting the super duper cut and they showed one of the scenes and it's about him rubbing off or rubbing one out uh, around the uh the two girls Negasonic and Yu-Gi-Oh oh yeah yeah the, the joke was <laughs> fucking hysterical um I also watched Ragnarok before I watched Infinity War oh you watched so many Marvel movies back to yeah. back just Marvel week for you one did one into the other <laughs> two weeks yeah one into the next? Um, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Nice, okay. So, it's just, that movie gets better every time I see it, too. I think that my main criticism the first time around, it was like there was, there was too much jokes, but Infinity War was so heavy, like, and this leads into it, you kind of need that light aspect, and that, that end scene on the bridge is phenomenal. When the immigrant song starts playing? Yep. That's it. So good. And even the the scene I made fun of when we first watched it, where he visits Odin, and Odin gives him like the pep talk, which leads into the immigrant song. Mm-hmm. That whole encompassing moment that's just really, really good. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were the god of a hammer. That's right. Are you Thor, god of hammers? Very good. I watched Mad Max Fury Road for like the 800th time. Nice. Do you still love it? Yes. I still do. I'm gonna be very alarmed if that answer one day is no. And I love the Doof Warrior. Anyone who makes fun of the Doof Warrior does not get the movie. Which one's the Doof Warrior? He's the, the, plays the guitar. He's the uh, blind guitarist. And that, I doing some research, that guitar weighed like 100 pounds, and it actually shot flames and had gasoline in it, and it was awesome. That's yeah. terrifying for that man. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, it's not strapped, it's strapped in front of him. He has to stand behind it. Still. Even in, even in the movie, like, like, as, he's not... Oh, yeah, you they, watch it. They, like, they lower it to him. Like yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's like yeah, harnessed yeah. in. He's yeah, harnessed yeah. in and the guitar's mm-hmm. in front of him. It's still terrifying. Oh, yeah. That acting actually shot flames. <laughs> Practical effects, man. They did it the right way. Practical effects and a little color theory went a long way with that movie. Yes. Yeah, there was a behind the scenes where they, where they actually shot it. It's all like gray and dark and the, you don't get like the bright red and the, like, the sun beating down and everything. That movie looks stunning. It's really good. I love it. It was really good. I wish Matt was here. He loves it too. I think we all loved it. Yeah, yeah but Matt well, loves it. One of us it. didn't. Not us. No. Who didn't like it? Frank. Did he not like it? No. Yeah. Lastly, I watched Leon the Professional. Is that any good? It's like phenomenal. If we ever do another show and do Hitman movies, um, it'll be on there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can borrow it if you want. It's yep. really good. I'd love to. Although. I have the extended cut. The theatrical cut's better. The extended cut's a little weird. Okay. A little weird. Now the Portman's first movie. And John Russo plays Leon. And Gary Oldman's in that, right? Gary Oldman plays Stansfield. He's a villain. Does a phenomenal job. It's a top five Gary Oldman performance. Yeah, I have seen this movie. I don't know. Danny Aiello is also in it. Danny Aiello. I'd have to start watching it to tell you. It's really good. That's it, man. Four movies. Was it only four? One, two, three, four. Yeah. Five. Five, five. Five movies. Holy shit. Can't count. You topped me. Damn. Damn it. I watched 
If you listen to our last episode, I spoiled that I was watching Training Day. I finished that. Nice. nice. That movie's very good. Mm-hmm. And Zell Washington is, like, so charismatic in that role, even though he's a big jerk. He is. He's early in his career, but I think it's one of his best roles. I was still kind of rooting for him to, like, not be a jerk. It's the only movie he won the Oscar for. Lead, right? Yes, sir. You can argue him and Ethan Hawke are, like, co-leads in that movie. Yeah, but it's weird how they do it. It is weird. Like, um, for, uh... I think Ethan Hawke's in more of the movie. Like, for Amadeus... It's his story, too. Yeah. Amadeus had, um, Mozart and, uh... Salieri. Both as leads going for Best Actor that year for the Academy That's Awards. That's crazy. Right? I'm even surprised that movie got... Well, like, I, I enjoy that movie a lot... But looking back on it, like that's, I'm surprised that that's the one, like those are the performances that got best. Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about Mozart? Or are we talking about just both? Training I'm surprised Day. that movie was critically acclaimed enough. To Amadeus get, or Training Day? Yeah, Amadeus. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised that movie got um, enough critical acclaim to have two people going for best actor. I enjoy that movie just fine, but I don't think it's a best picture caliber. And I feel like you have to be considered for best picture to be considered for best actor. I saw, I saw that movie in music class in, like, high school or below. Mid- I saw it in grade. Yeah, it's probably, like, middle school, junior high. I really like that movie. I'm sure it's good. There's, there's, it's, it's long. There are some parts that drag, but, uh, it's like a comedy almost, man. There's some really funny scenes mm-hmm. in that. It, for that movie, it was on the original AFI Top 100. Then when they, when they redid the list, like, ten years later or five years later, it was out. Yeah. It was, like, in the 80s. They won a lot of awards, though. A lot of awards. Anywho. What else, Jeff? That was Training Day. (laughs) Slash Amadeus, which I didn't watch. (laughs) Sorry. That's on me. It's all good. Doesn't matter. Uh, I watched Fellowship of the Ring. I've seen that movie before. It's on Netflix now, so... Is it really? Yeah. I I figured that's where you watched it. No, I watched it on DVD. It was a full-screen edition on a widescreen TV, so not perfect. No, not ideal at all. I don't enjoy those movies as much as most people do. It's not that I think they're bad at all. I know they're good movies. It's just, whatever for whatever reason, fantasy movies... I read fantasy books, and for whatever reason, I think I'm used to imagining the story in my head, so when I see it on the screen, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, Willow didn't thrill me... The Lord of the Rings don't throw me. I'm trying to think of what else is really prominent fantasy. That's not covered by... Yeah, like Harry Potter doesn't count. Because Harry Potter's like magic in modern times. So you're talking like... Medieval like medieval, medieval fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for whatever reason, I see those movies, and I understand that they're good, and I don't dislike them, but it doesn't like do it for me. It's hard for me to stay awake now. Like, I enjoy They're long movies, movies. But they're long movies, and every time I get to a point where I don't, I don't care and I'm waiting for the next action sequences to, like, happen, I, like, end up dozing off. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I dozed off at three in the afternoon. I'm never going to sleep tonight. It's weird, like, I've seen them. I own them. I well, have no desire to, like, put it on, though. Like, if I watched one, I'd probably want to watch all three, and that's just going to take up, like, my entire weekend. Yeah, that's a lot. I would do it just to do it. Maybe that's nine like, hours of movie. Like a... Like a yeah, well, if they return the kings with the, the all the cuts, it's yeah, like four and a half hours. Yeah. I'm only going to be watching the theatrical edition when we get to Return of the King eventually. You can get the three pack on Blu-ray for like five dollars from Walmart. I'm sure you can. 
Just the first one you watched, Fellowship? Just the first one. I mean, I'm glad I watched it, because I haven't seen it in a while, so now I can pick things out more and remember things. Ian McKellar than that. He doesn't play Dumbledore. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Learned that today. The other two movies I watched were also on Amazon Prime, like Training Day, not Fellowship. I watched No Country for Old Men. Nice! Yeah, that came on. Uh, Prime or Netflix? Actually, that might be I think that's Netflix. That's Netflix. The other one's Prime. But that one's Netflix. You like it? I did until like the last 20 minutes. Yeah, the last 20 minutes get fucking. They make weird choices that I don't really agree with. I don't want to spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it because it's relatively recent. 10 years. 10 years. years. I don't know. Well. I think I did. I think I spoiled it when I saw it. You did. I don't like that they kill people off screen. I hate that. I hate that choice. I hate who. You know, if they're going to kill somebody off screen, fine. I hate who they decided to kill off screen. Well, I'm talking about a prominent character, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... it's and, it, like, no. they ne- and they never come back to it. No. Like, it's just a really strange choice. It's a good movie, but it's a strange way to end a movie like that. I feel like nothing's resolved in that movie, so I feel like I just kind of watched life happen. I think that made it. That's like I'm sure that's what they were going for, but just... It makes me feel kind of empty yeah. with no resolution. I don't it, like Law and Order. <laughs> you know, there's a there's, there's an aspect of the fact that like the main antagonist that we're following never gets his comeuppance. Yeah, like never gets his comeuppance. He walks away, very literal sense, banged up. He's a little banged, a little banged up, but whatever. Like <laughs> my favorite scene of that movie is him in the convenience store. The interaction he has with the clerk. It's so oh, uncomfortable. Head, I, the head I, tail? Yes, but I love it. He's like, don't put it in your pocket. It's just going to mix it with your other quarters. Become just another quarter. That's your lucky quarter. That's the reason you didn't die right now. <laughs> For reasons. Because the guy wanted to make small talk. That was it. Yeah. Anton Shiger. Such a jerk. <laughs> and really the guy, the was Javier what? Bardem. 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 He, I mean, far and away his best role. I don't know anything else he's been in. He was in the, the last Pirates movie. And he was okay in it, but that movie wasn't that great. No. It was fine. But he played in a bunch of other things, and he's... It's been a lot of Spanish movies. I looked up his IMDb after I saw the movie, and I was like, I haven't seen any of these. He's in Love in the Time of Cholera. Mm-hmm. I read that book in college, and the movie came out, like, right after. It sounds like a depressing story. It's a romance movie. I took a girl to see that. It's about nice. cholera, so I mean, you know... Collar is part of it. <laughs> it's not the main part of it. Got it. <laughs> and the last movie I watched was the movie Hoosiers. Nice. That was a good time. I enjoyed watching that movie. That is cliche American sports movie. It really it's is. Finest form. I love sports movies, so I was totally about it. So I make it. When he makes the second shot, and you will make your yeah, second shot. shot. <laughs> that's, he shoots it grainy style. Yeah, that's how he really jumps. <laughs> He's up missed and the down. first one so bad. His shot from the corner almost went though. Yeah, when he got fouled. <laughs> See that? Dude, my only criticism of that movie: the game to get to the championship game. That whole thing is far more exciting than the actual championship game to me. I feel like the end of it's yeah, kind of yeah, they kind of yeah. Because I saw there was like fifteen twenty minutes left, and they didn't even start the. They weren't even at the venue for the. I was like, right. shit, this is going to be so quick. Indeed. The only problem I have with that movie is Gene Hackman's weird relationship with the much younger than him woman. Yeah. 
I was like, this is a weird way to do this. This movie didn't need him to have a love interest. Bill Simmons wrote an article about love interests in sports movies and how most of the time they are terrible. It just it's it's like rushed and like an afterthought. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in there. It didn't add anything to the story. Yeah. She almost gets him fired. Yeah. And she like has to change her heart at the last second. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> About time I start playing. I told you we get rid of the coach, Jimmy comes back. <laughs> the coach goes, I go. You didn't start playing yet, Jimmy. <laughs> and that's Hoosiers. That's a good movie. That's I right. recommend it if you like sports movies or Gene Hackman. Or basketball. For a long time, that was considered the best sports movie. It's pretty good. It's probably still up there in a lot of people. It's pretty solid. Yeah. It's definitely still one of the best basketball movies. Easily. If not sports movies. Probably the best basketball movie, right? I'd say so. I can't think of one. White Man Can't Jump. Mm, different kind of basketball movies. Space Jam. Space Jam. You Take it back. Space Jam is the best basketball movie. No. <laughs> to Joe it is. The air up there. I like that movie, too. It's Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. And that is what we've been watching. Let's do our movie facts for Avengers Age of Ultron. That's the title. It came out in 2015. It's rated PG-13, and it's two hours and 21 minutes long. This director's name you may have heard of. It's Joss Whedon, who's only really directed three movies before wow. this. Serenity, The Avengers, and Much Ado About Nothing. There's a lot of TV work. I miss you, Joss. This movie, <laughs> this movie stars mainly, because I didn't want to write anymore, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, James Spader, and Samuel L. Jackson. It was budgeted at a whopping $250 million. It laughed at that budget amount because it ended up grossing $1.4 billion. Jesus Christ. Four hundred fifty-nine million of that was domestic, so it made almost a billion dollars overseas. That's insanity. Yep. Sense. As far as how this movie was scored, Rotten Tomatoes has it at seventy-five percent. Certified fresh, I guess. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> yes. All right. Above seventy is right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What do you mean you guess? No, it's just this on isn't the, your thing. You should know. On the MCU scale, it's it's fairly low. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we're not. I know, Joe. It's not MCU tomatoes. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Certified fresh. The audience thinks it should be higher and has it at 83%. IMDb, 7.4 out of 10. Metacritic with a 66 and a user score of 7.0. That's it. It's the movie facts. Let's let you know our spoiler-free thoughts about Avengers Age of Ultron, starting with Sequel. It's a bottom five MCU movie for me. I find it long and boring in a lot of parts. I don't like the villain, and yeah, it's it's not one of my favorites at all. I don't I don't think there's a lot of rewatchability to this. It should be called Avengers the second one, like because it, it's it's not really an age Avengers of, again. <laughs> it's not really the Age of Ultron. It's like three days of Ultron. So I don't know. It didn't live up to the hype for me. Corey, agree? Disagree? moderately disagree. I was in sequels camp going into this movie. I have not had any interest of going back and watching it again since I saw it in theaters. I certainly agree with him about like the mistitling of the movie. But, and you're right, the pacing, there's some really long, draggy, boring parts. That being said, 
when this movie hits its MCU beats, it's a great MCU movie. It's hard to say bottom five, but it, it's hard to say that it'd be any higher than that, too. It's, it's a really strange movie. Did I hate... I didn't not enjoy myself when I was watching it today, but it's hard to put this against really any other one and be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely better than that. I also was very underwhelmed when I saw this movie in the theater. I think... I thought that, like, it's, it's too witty. Joss Whedon just writes people... Like, people don't speak like they do in Joss Whedon movies in real life. They're too quick-witted. I didn't really like it in the theater. That being said, MCU movies for me, the second time I watched them, they're always better. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie compared to what I thought about it in theaters when I watched it for this. Like, it's not great. It's kind of generic. I'm not crazy about some of the scenes in it. But I had pretty decent time watching it. I enjoyed it, and it's way more than I expected to on the rewatch. I, yeah, I'm with you. I definitely liked it more this time around. The villain's not great, but James Spader does a really good job as yeah, a villain. Yeah, he does. Yes. I agree with that. There are lots of things that are done well. I don't even mind Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie, and I don't really like him in movies. He plays... Quicksilver. Quicksilver. That's fun. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Age of Ultron if you haven't seen it yet. You may want to shut this off and go watch it. Clearly you haven't been following the MCU that closely. Otherwise, you have a bunch of questions about the other movies you've seen. Let's do it. We get more information about Infinity Wars than this than I remember getting. Like, we get a ton of it. We, we see all four of the Infinity Stones that we've already seen, and we see them, like, in a vision, like, put onto a gauntlet. Like, foreshadowing to the nth degree. It's not even foreshadowing. It's just telling you what's coming next. And I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that either. And I watched I was like... And I, and I purposefully did not watch the extended cut on this. Like that was like, is there an extended cut on this? They, they, it was the first thing that came up on Amazon Prime when I searched it. Today. Uh, I think there was only a buy option though. It was like you could you could only rent the you could rent the theatrical. You couldn't rent the extended. Yes. And I didn't think I was going to want to own it. I might rethink it after having seen it. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah there, I, there's no way I was just buying this movie. And again, I didn't want to watch the extended cut lest we have a. BDS Dawn of Justice yeah, situation. True, yeah. So for that, it was pretty good. The opening scene of this is it, like they start fast and heavy. They start in the middle of an action sequence. I actually like that, which I liked. I thought it was fine. It makes me think. Okay, so the Avengers are out doing cool stuff together, which is fun. That's what they should be doing. Exactly. Um, They've been hunting. Like that very f- relatively famous comic book panel image that we get in all the trailers we got in the trailers for Infinity War 2 where they're all like lined up. Oh yeah. A real yep. cinematic shot of them like lining up. Jumping and, like, in slow motion. Yeah. Just at, just until like they like get to halfway through the screen and then it catches back up to real life and then you go flying by. They do that twice in this. When did they do it the second time? In the the church at the end. Do they? When, do they're, moving, the okay. when they're all moving around in slow motion it's like they zoom in here's Here's Captain America, and here's Iron Man, and here's Hulk, and everybody yeah. doing their thing. Yes, but that's all like one, 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 one. Yeah, yeah. In the first, no, I get it. this yeah. is a group shot. Yeah, yeah, it was the group shot because all of, like the the Infinity War trailer said the same thing, where they were all running at you through like the Wakanda forest. We get the joke that's going to be the running joke for the whole fucking movie. Language, language, shit, language. Sorry, it Wait just slipped out. <laughs> and they they bring that up over and over over again. It's We're, almost too much? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I enjoy it every time it comes up. 
I enjoy it because every time it does come up, somebody new is getting added to the inside joke, which makes it better for me. Like, if it was, like, the same three or four people saying the joke every time, it's not as funny. But by the end, you get, like, Nick Fury in on it, and I'm like, all right, I'm cool with this. I don't think Fury actually makes a joke about it. Yeah, he does it the other way. Nick Fury, you son of a bitch. Whoa, 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 whoa. You kiss your mother with that mouth? Because <laughs> that's, like, the oh, ultimate yeah, punchline yeah. in the movie is that he's yep. been making... People have been busting his balls about his lang- about language. language. Yeah. And then at the end, he calls right, Nick Fury a son right. of a bitch. You're right. I know I am. I know. I <laughs> it, agree. It almost became my bet. I couldn't make it work. Yeah, I couldn't make that work either. The I, podcast that Nick Fury, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the podcast that knows that Nick Fury is a son of a bitch. We get a lot of new characters in this. Looking back on it, this is more of a setup movie than anything else. Oh, it definitely is. Which is, I don't know if I like that. I don't want, like... That's the downfall, yeah, sorry. Because, like, Avenger movies are supposed to be, okay, this is it. We're ending a phase here. We're going strong. This is everything's going to come together. But this is more of, like, a, okay, we're going to introduce a lot of things, and it's going to fill out the rest of the phases. If if anything... Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go for it. I was going to say, you're right. It really sets up Civil War. Yes. This, this movie ultimately says... The lore and Infinity War. It's, like Infinity a, pit, it's War. a pit stop along the way. It really this is. This is the Wawa of the MCU. Wawa. <laughs> it's a very good analogy. Corey's going to be out of focus for like five minutes now thinking about Wawa. So, sequel, what do you think about... <laughs> so, like, Scarlet Witch. She has the ability to mess with people's minds. Does she do that anymore in the other films? I don't it think just so. It goes away, right? She, she figures out that she can use her... Infinity Stone imbued powers to, to like do anything to do like energy projection shit and right. that's that's it after that. So I don't know. I, I feel like she that should come back. She and got like play. nerfed. <laughs> she yeah. has the Reality Stone all along. Yeah, <laughs> that might have been useful on Thanos. Huh? Did she feed? No. Yes. Yes, she did. Okay. So damn it. <laughs> Never mind. But you're right. Like if you you could have replaced Mantis with if you could have replaced Mantis with Scarlet Witch. Probably, uh, if she uses that power again. Yeah, Scarlet Witch OP, though. Oh, big time. She can destroy an Infinity Stone. I mean, kind of says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, they they bring up that Scarlet Witch power at the beginning of this, and I don't think I ever realized that they never bring it back up. No, that's really right. That's it. It's only in this movie. It's only in that one scene. It's only in the the first time that they're all together, and they lose. Um, Really. She does it again. Yeah. She does it to Tony Stark the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, and then after they get the scepter and they're fighting, he, yes. she does it to everybody again. Right. She does it to everybody that time. Yeah. And, and she ends up getting caught with it with a electrode arrow to the mm-hmm. dome. Then, yeah, then she hits Hulk with it. That's what... Yeah. Pretty, he, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. But that's all... I consider that, all that okay. one... I consider that one all one. That also leads to a pretty cool... A pretty cool um, exchange, too. Bruce Brown there says that you choke the life out of her without changing a shade. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a cool that's a cool line. Go ahead, piss me off. <laughs> Took the life out of you without turning a shade. I don't like that uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were given their powers in this. I get that they can't use mutants for you know Are they reasons. Supposed to be, but just uh, like they couldn't just have have the power, they have to make the point to say he gave them the power with the. Yeah, he was either like he discovered the twins. Like, are they Magneto's kids? That's the, they are. Yeah. yeah, in the in the in Marvel lore, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, in comic continuity, they're yeah. Okay, 
But in this, they're essentially science experiments. Yeah, they're they're essentially Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is a subject to of, a. Well, he makes that. He literally yeah. makes even makes that point. It was like, yeah, who would be crazy enough to let a German yeah. German just, scientist experiment yeah. on? They're Steve Rogers to a less scientific extent. Yes, extent because Infinity Stone magic. I like Quicksilver in this a lot. I wish he stuck around. He grew on me this time. I didn't really like him the first time I saw the movie. This, I still think the X-Men universe Quicksilver is better. I would agree with that. But I like him more this time around than I did the first time. Like yeah. he has, be- I enjoyed his performance more. I enjoyed the character that they wrote for him more. It's more of a nuanced thing. This, so this is S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's what it's this, supposed is not, to be. this is not so bad. <laughs> it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, what, those accents too, man. I watched uh, I watched the I watched the honest trailer for Infinity War the other day. Yeah, it was actually last night, and they make they make that joke. They really drive that joke home, where it's like vanishing accents. Oh yeah, and they show they they show her Scarlet Witch. they show Scarlet yep. Witch in this, and then it's still half kind of there at the start of Civil War. Yeah, and then it's totally gone by the end. Totally gone by the end, and then you get this... she got hit so hard she lost her accent. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to uh, her and Vision in, like, Scotland or whatever. Glasgow. Glasgow. And she's just talking like a girl from Jersey. <laughs> she went from borderline German to, like... <laughs> to just somebody from the East Coast. To Jersey Shore. No, that's a whole different can right. of worms. Sometimes yeah. it's a better choice for the actor just to not do the accent from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Don't, you don't need it. I mean, I appreciate the attempt. I didn't mind the accents in the movie. I think it's weird that hers fades over time. But if she'd stuck with it, I would have been fine with it. Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation if she stuck yeah. with the accent. It's not like it's a like bad it. accent. Yeah. It's just inconsistent. We, but that's the problem. Like, it needs to be consistent one way or the other. Exactly. Yeah. You either have it from the get-go or yeah. don't have yeah. it. And, and granted, I, and that's the thing. You just... Theaters and actors just need to realize that you're never going to make any everybody happy. There's people like us that would be like, you got to be consistent and either do it or don't do it. And then if you do it the whole time, people people are going to start yelling at you like they did Christian Bale as Batman. Right. For the, like, for the oh, voice. it's too much. You just you just pick. You know what I mean? It's like the part that some scenes Jack Nicholson has it. Sometimes he just, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he acts, he like actually acts and then sometimes he just goes so over the top. I'm like, okay, yep. I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> exactly. This is why we nitpick movies that make hundreds of millions of dollars. Or billions. Because we can. That's exactly right. Or billions. They're laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, for sure. I guess Vision will be the last main character that's, like, introduced in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one of the worst things this movie does, is introduce Vision so late. Third act character introduction. Not a good idea. No. Not at all. So rushed. That's the one problem. It's... (laughs) Vision's a hard character to get behind anyways. Not not because he's not a good character. Right? He's a pretty solid character. It's just that, like, he's got the Superman conundrum. Like, if you're on the planet Earth, you're not beating Vision. You have no chance. He's too fucking strong. No. Then they Professor, professor X in by yeah. just... Yeah. We gotta get the Infinity Stone out of him. <laughs> yep. It's, uh... Yeah, it's an interesting conundrum. Like, he's Jarvis, but he's not Jarvis, and there's not enough time for us to really get into it. He just So they just have him pick up Mjolnir, and they're like, he's worthy, he's fine, he's on our team. Yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's... It just feels rushed. It's really rushed. I mean, if you could have introduced that 
prior... Again, it's a good point. Act 2. End of Act 2. Yeah. Put it in there. Worst part is, it's actually a really good way to, like, drive the point home that you can trust him. But if you had introduced him, like, 20 minutes earlier... Yeah, it's a, cl- it's a clever thing that they do, but they do that instead of developing the character more, because they introduced him so late. Yeah. Like, if, if he just, they introduced him earlier... And then he picks up Milner, be like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, yeah. Works. It's like the first ten minutes of of him being around. Everybody's like, "I still don't know if I can trust this thing." It was made by Ultron. Like, how are we going to trust it? And then out of nowhere, it picks up Milner, mm-hmm. like right before the end. There, cool. But in this situation, in the situation they gave us, they don't have time to discuss whether or not he's coming along. Like, we have to go to try to stop Ultron. If he decides he's coming along, he's coming along. We can't do nothing about it. And then they give, then they do the Milner thing, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay." Then I guess it's fine. Eh. It could have been better, but I mean, if that's if that's the time frame they had to work with, I think they did it creatively. I do like that. I just wish Vision wasn't so rushed. Yeah, I have no problem with how they introduced him. It's just the timing of it. Yeah, it also hurts them in the long run of the MCU. Because there are things that have come out about Vision since that's like they they know that they've rushed it and they have to keep filling in expo points about Vision just to fill in the gaps. Wow! And they messed up. They messed one of those up again. I just watched Infinity War, and Shuri is talking about why they they plugged in the stone the way they plugged in the stone. They didn't plug in the stone. Like, Bruce and, and yeah. Tony didn't do it at all. Ultron did it. Yeah, Ultron just takes the stone out and drops it in. So, that that whole line... Yeah, they, nothing. it's not like they could have worked on it after the fact either, because Hulk gets in a plane flies away, right? Yep. It's, it's Yeah. Vision is pretty much done by the time the Avengers even get a hold of him. He just needed that winning personality. Yep. Uh, it was kind of silly. Again, it's... For as good for as, as good as the MCU has always been at keeping things consistent and making sure that all of the plot points line up, this seems to be the one black eye like the one black eye, especially once they hit their stride, which by Age of Ultron they have. So yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Can't I, be perfect all the time, right? Yeah. No, I don't even like the I like the idea of the creation of Ultron. I felt that was rushed too. All of a sudden, a little they, bit. They're talking about it, then all of a sudden you hear James Spader. Like I, I don't know. I wanted to. I wanted to see more with that. I think that the reason they did it that way was because they needed to make sure Tony Stark wasn't in the room when it happened. Right. Because if Tony's there and is able to talk to him right out the gate, things may have been different. So it's it's Ultron's automatic like data collection of human of human history that causes him to become the way he is. So if he's not in the room by himself, then, you know. I mean, he might have been able to shut him down before he attacks Jarvis. That's true. But I don't hate it, because you see all the failed attempts on, like, the screen. Mm-hmm. It's attempt, like, number 40-something that finally yields a success for reasons, because true. They're just nothing like, has changed. Yeah. I do I like that, that, um... Well, Jarvis is changing something, we just don't know what yeah, it true. is. I like that uh, bodyless voice exchange between uh, Ultron and Jarvis too. That yeah, that's whole, cool. That, that's that's just the cool. orbs of energy yep. on the. That's a, that's a good effect. That, that was well done. 
And that's kind of a, and again, this might just be me not fully grasping the concept of how AI works in this universe, but I always felt that Jarvis already was AI. Like, I don't know why it was so difficult, like, what he was trying to create, well, what made Ultron different than Jarvis? You know what I mean? Like, I always felt like Jarvis was already, and Friday for that matter, they both have full conversations with him. I guess it's harnessing the power from the stone. It, it would have to be, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah the science is weird. And loose. Yeah. Well, they say that they, whatever... That's a fair point, though. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, he does the thing where he, like, takes, like, a screenshot of, like, the stone and, like, throws it out in front of it. And Bruce is like, oh, it looks like it's thinking. Like, it, like the stone is making organic neurons fire. Yeah. Like, the stone is sentient. Yeah. And that stone energy is what creates Ultron. So, that's part of the difference. But again, at the same time, they're making a big deal about AI, and I have a wrong argument that Jarvis already is. Sure. More than an operating system. For sure. He's a friend. His only Thank you for being a friend. He said he killed somebody. There's nobody else here. Yeah, there was. He sounded so sad about it, too. Mm. Yeah. He seemed to not realize... It took him a while to even realize that it was Jarvis was was the victim. I'm like, did you not... Well, I think Tony knew all along. I think everyone else had no idea. Oh, maybe. I like the party scene, too. Now that we're on it. Party yeah. scene's good. Yeah. Got a kick out of that. Good Stan Lee cameo. Solid Stan Lee cameo. I like that they're doing, like, an Avengers form of a drinking game, where they're all just, like, one by one taking turns trying to move Milnor. Yeah. That's tied for my favorite scene. Chris Evans yeah, moves it. He does, he wiggles it, and <laughs> Thor's face, like, that's like, oh. great, that's great acting. Yeah. And then when he can't move it, or... Decides you know, not to, like, Or think. decides not to. I think he decides not to. I think I'm not, not going to show him. starts laughing, ha, 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 nothing, ha. <laughs> I think it, 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 could so also, it could also have been, like, he just gave up before he really got that point. That's one of those good unanswerable questions, though. Yeah, I think he felt it move, and he's like, oh, shit, I don't want to undermine my teammates. Exactly. I, right. this. No, I don't like, believe forget. that. I don't want to rule Asgard. I think, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think it wiggled, and it didn't go any further. It's possible, it's it's more likely that that happened, but it's also possible that that happened because good guy Steve Rogers. Yes. And, and it, Thor's the only one that noticed it wiggles. Yeah. Everyone else is barely paying attention. Because they're all drunk, it's... Like that random card game you play at like the end of a night. Like it's I don't think Steve Rogers can get drunk, can he? Uh can no, he cannot. That's established in uh First Avenger. Man, he's always sober. <laughs> he's always the sober one. He gets to watch them looking idiots, though. I guess that's something. Entertainment. I think right after Buggy dies we find out. Because he's, he's oh, yeah, in yeah, a bar and Peggy yeah. walks in. He's I, was like, like, I was pretty sure that they mentioned that. Yeah. And it just dawned on me that they're all drinking at the party. I'm like, wait, he's not drunk there. <laughs> Everyone else is. Except for Thor. Thor also isn't drunk. Yeah. Because Thor has got... Thor's tolerance is through the fucking Bifrost. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, man. Well, he's drinking that 1,000-year-old yeah. 1, mead. True. Like it's, who, like it's what, water. Who is Stanley supposed to be there? Because that's like an important party, right? You gotta be like a... He's a veteran of something. Right? You gotta yeah. be like a well-to-do... I think it, I think it was, it, it was a military thing, like... High-end military people. Probably. So he was a general or soldier of some kind. Yeah, because he was with all his buddies, and they were also passed out. Excelsior! <laughs> <laughs> that was good, too, with the doctor. Like, I don't have time for parties. Still gonna be this? <laughs> <laughs> the first time we see Ultron, 
fucking cool. He just took whatever body he could find. It was like a bunch of scrap parts that he like molded together. That I appreciated. I did appreciate that, that he like slowly built up to what we know as Ultron. Is is that Ultron body also made out of vibranium? No. No. Okay. That's why they can break it. I figured as much, yeah. but there's just something it, it seemed that more been so fucked if it was vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed more durable than your average your average metal, that's why I was confused. Because it takes some punishment. Oh yeah. It takes do both lasers from Iron Man, the Infinity Stone beam from Vision, and lightning from Thor. And only kind of breaks through the surface of like that like outer layer of skull. Yeah, you should have been like liquidated after that one. Yeah. Should have been a puddle. It's probably made from the same stuff those uh crowd control Iron Man bots are made out of. No fucking way, because one of those one of those got a like a bottle of acid. Are you talking about the initial body? No, 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 no. Oh, the, the, body, okay. the body at the end. His main body, okay. I guess. The, the, the initial one yeah. is definitely one yeah. of those, one of those mm-hmm. like, control bots. His Mark II body, I think, looks the best that he spends the majority of the movie in before he, for some reason, just destroys himself. That's right. <laughs> he does do that. It's weird. The part's weird. There's a lot of weird parts in this movie. Yeah. They try to rehash um, a joke from the initial Avengers movie. And that kind of falls flat. I don't know if anybody caught it. So in the it's um, they rehash the his first name is Agent joke when they get to Clint's house because he's like the first time you meet Clint's wife, he's like it's not his wife, must be an agent. And then the two little ones run out. Those are smaller a- agents. <laughs> it's a kind of a rehash of the his first name is Agent yeah, from uh, Iron Man. No, it's from Avengers One. Is it? Yep. Because they just opened up Stark Tower. I thought it was from Iron Man 2. Nope. I thought it was from the first Iron Man. Definitely not. Hmm. Because they're not friends with Colston in the first one. Pepper Potts and him become friends after that. They just turn on Stark Tower. It still says Stark on it. It doesn't have the Avengers A. Just the Avengers A. Interesting. (laughs) Not that I don't believe you. No, no, please. By all means, double check my... uh... Since we're there, one of my favorite things about this movie is that we get a much bigger dose of Hawkeye... The unsung hero of the Avengers. <laughs> okay. He's got some really good lines in this. I He's like got that they give lines. him a family, which was apparently a scene that they, the studio didn't want in. That would have... But they were like, fine, you can have this. Give, us, they hadn't... give us Thor in a bath. <laughs> we'll, we'll trade you your, that your safe I house scene for Thor in a stupid bath. hate that fucking... I hate it. I Thor hate in a bath that or scene. you hate the uh, safe house? No, the safe house is amazing. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Thor in the bath is is it's dumb. We're real dumb. It's really unnecessary, but I it's guess like, they wanted hey, to put it in there. It's like, hey, let's include a character from the Thor movies in here too. Let's get Sylvid back. Yeah, let's get Sylvid. He tested well. <laughs> Those scars guards, they always they always <laughs> do well. Just I, it doesn't it doesn't fit, it doesn't make sense. There's no explanation about what the water is or where they are or why he's doing it. Could he have gone into like a fucking bathtub and done this? Why is that water? I I can't. I don't have time. I don't have time to explain why I hate that goddamn scene. No, I think it just suffices to say that we hate it. it. Yeah, we we hit it. We're good. And again, on the other side, I think that the safe house scene is one of my favorite scenes in this movie. It's humanizing. It's nice. It just it sets up stakes for Hawkeye. Yeah. It's like the red herring that we think Hawkeye's going to die when he doesn't. 
I like the earlier part, too, where he's on the phone and he says it's his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Even though when he was on the operating table he said he had no girlfriend. Right. So it's subterfuge. Well, he, he wasn't lying. He does not have a girlfriend. He's, no, he, you're right. He's got a wife he and two kids. That's right. But it's just funny how his story changes over and over again. It's like he's a spy or something. <gasps> That'd be terrible. I don't want that. <laughs> I like that he also it really humanized Nat, too. Yeah. Did you bring Auntie Nat? Why don't you hug her and find out? <laughs> Yo, her vision, when uh, Scarlet Witch messes with her mind, that is horrifying. What she went through? Yeah. That's, yeah. Oof. that's the... I didn't catch that the first time around. When oh, I really? Saw it. Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. the messed up training program wow. for assassins. What a rough upbringing. Yeah. Not ideal. Not fun. But it gives you... And again, it, they cram a lot of story into this. Does it drag at times? Yes, but at least we get some of the backstory for the characters we hadn't gotten before. Like if it had just been more Tony or more Cap backstory, I would have, I would have really disliked this a lot more. But because it's more about Hawkeye and more about Scarlet, um, Black Widow. Sorry, you got there. Yeah, I got caught with Scarlet yeah, and her name Scarlet, is Scarlet Witch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like we get those type of things, which was helpful. Or positive, I should say. Less than helpful. I didn't really feel this movie dragged that much. I did watch it in two sessions, but it's not like at the end of the first session I was like, I've been watching this for a while. From the creation of Ultron to, I guess, the uh, uh, Hulk versus Iron Man scene, that whole part I could do without. Cut it out. And that's about 25 minutes. That's the really draggy part. You for can me. you can you can simmer that part down to 10 15 minutes probably. Yeah. And I'd be happier. It also helps that, like so the movie's long. What is it? 2 hour 28 something like that? 221. 221. 221 and at I say 158 they show up in Sokovia. So we have a, a like a big act 3 battle sequence that is huge. It is a monster. Like, people talk about the airport scene in Civil War as, like, the biggest. I, I'd i like to time them side by side and see which one is, is actually longer. Well, probably that scene is longer. It's just uh, the airport scene is, like, more star power. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's bigger on a yeah, different they're, scale. Yeah, they're all fighting each other. Yeah. So people remember that. But yeah, this is a it is a long action sequence. Which and it's the third one in this movie. Yeah, not that they're all that long, but there's only yeah, there's three. There's the beginning, middle, and okay, yeah. yeah. Which again, which it kind works. of yeah, but it also it also adds to the question of why this needs to be two hours twenty one minutes long. Like they they do a lot of story in this, and because the story ends up all being set up like we discussed earlier, it it could fall flat on its face. Some people are going to say that it falls flat. But Sokovia, I forgot how cool the Sokovia fight was. That fight was awesome. And they, they have to do a whole mess of different things. It's not just fight till the battle's over. It's fight and move civilians and harbor civilians and get backup and get them onto thing like transport ships to get off of the floating rock okay. Like, there's a lot going on. It's a good sequence. Yeah. And so- then in the middle you have the Audi. You have the Audi scene, where it's uh, Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow driving in the Audi to get to the other side of town. Like, I think I'm going to do the kitchen next. You know, take down that east wall, 
Like a big open dining room. Yeah, nobody really eats in the dining room. You guys, no. you, you guys have your all your meals in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how Sokovia gets mentioned a lot going forward with the uh, MCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made it into a meteor. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they blew up the capital, right? But you hear about it. They talk about an Ant Man. They talk about the Civil War. Honestly, it gets mentioned over and over and over again. Even gets mentioned in the uh, the Netflix shows. They talk about Sokovia. That's going to be Wakanda going forward. Wakanda is going to get brought up in every single thing that comes out for the foreseeable future. The the Battle of Wakanda is going to be a big deal. Yep. Um, Wakanda being a thing like a nation that's prospering is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's got the, the site of <laughs> one of the worst tragedies in the entire universe. Although they won't talk about it because half of them are gone. It's <laughs> true. And if all the newscasters are, the one, are in that bad half, then there it is. Um, <laughs> I also feel like re-watching this makes me hurt for Civil War a little more. Because I'm like, you make all of this deal about Sokovia... And all the lives and collateral damage. Do you not realize how many people were not killed because of what they did? Like it's just, it's just so bothersome to me. Like the way that the whole the whole thing works is like you got all of the civilians that got caught on the rock, off into safety, for the most part. Sure, a bunch of people died like when it was taking off, but at least it wasn't an extinction level event like the initial plan was. Like, so why are you making such a, like, the Sokovia Accords, like, make less sense to me now? Well, <sighs> it's all preventable, really, right? If, uh... They it's never, preventable if they never make Ultron. To begin with, exactly. They, they did this to themselves, but the whole thing about the Civil War thing, we're getting to a different movie, but that's, like, when the Avengers can and can't be deployed. If this yes. situation's already happening, you need to send the Avengers. Yeah. It's not like there's a question about it, so yeah, I don't understand the whole deal with it either. I never have, but that's yeah. a topic for a much earlier episode that you should never listen to. Do wow, not, awful. do not listen to that episode. We'll just do it again one day. Yeah, we should. Maybe next week. No, I think we have a. I think we, <laughs> I think we have a different movie planned for next week. Oh, okay. Something else is on the docket. They just took it off Netflix too. So the war. The war. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it while I was on there. We all own it. Oh yeah, I do own it now. Captain America three pack. You bought that, right? Oh, I did buy that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot Corey. I didn't realize Corey bought that too. Oh, I did. Oh, nice. yeah. That was a steal. Are you shitting me? Yeah, that was a great deal. I would have paid close to that. Well, not two great movies or one good one. Yeah. For like 30 bucks. <laughs> I would have spent half of that just to get Winter Soldier, honestly. I already have. If you. <laughs> Winter Soldier new probably costs like 20. Between 24 and 28. Yeah. On Blu ray? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because I bought it for 20 digital. And now I own a hard copy also. I am a monster. That's how much you love that movie. You need that hard copy. Alright, so favorite, least favorite? Favorite is the Hulkbuster suit versus Hulk for me. That's the best action sequence. That's the part they tease in the uh, trailer. Whoa. Yeah, I guess that's part of... No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just that just, that's part of one of the action sequences, right? Mm-hmm. So that I'd say that was like a tail end. Like it's yeah. a, it seems different, but it's it's all taxed. So I was like, they wouldn't make it four action sequences. What? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I just love the fact they have a contingency plan for this exact situation, and they execute it. It's 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 really well done. It's enjoyable. It's it's kind of like the, uh, the the fuck yeah moment of the movie for mm-hmm. me. So that's that's my favorite. I mean, my favorite is tied for either the party scene where they're all trying to lift Mjolnir 
or uh, it's the speech that Hawkeye gives to Wanda. Oh God, that speech is so good. It's it's short. It's to the point. It really drives it home. It's very nice. It's another great because Hawkeye has all the best lines to me in this movie. You could shoot him. No one would ever know. <laughs> what? You see oh, Ultra, Ultron had him held down. She, Ultron was last I saw him. Ultron was sitting on him. Where I miss him know? already. Quick little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> And he's, like, not really running that fast at that point. He's just kind of, like, schlogging down, like, the right. path. Like, he's taking his time. For me, it's either going to be the final church fight, like, when all of them reassemble at the church. He's like, is that all you've got? Like, that fight? Or the safe house scene. Both of those are perfectly good quality choices as well that could have been in the running, but... Right back at you. Yeah. I think the I think the safe house scene does does more than it's a very understated scene in the movie, and you just get to see the pure unadulterated strength of Captain America when he rips a log in half. Yeah, there's that meme that's out there now. It's uh, it's Tony and Cap talking, and it's <laughs> Tony goes, "Wait, where's Groot?" And Cap's like, "Who's Groot?" And they show all the. Oh shit! Don't take from my pile. Don't take from my pile. <laughs> um. Yeah, so those are my uh, least favorites, right? Yep, that's yeah. what we're on. For me, I hate the fact that these crowd control robots exist. They're just a stupid idea to begin with. They're only there to, like, for Ultron to control, like, essentially. And I don't think Tony Stark would build it. I really don't. I think they're dumb. I hated seeing them, and that just set the tone for me. I hate that in that scene, they don't do anything good. Stand back. Situation under control. Yeah, because you're clearly in America still, so speaking English <laughs> is definitely the way you should be doing it. Right? It just doesn't and make not, any sense. They're not being proactive. It's not like they're like, oh no, there's friendly fi- there's fire happening. Let me just like run and scoop these six kids up and get them to safety, and then come back and get a couple more. They're just standing there like a fucking riot riot police and all in still, the city. It's, it's awful. All it does is incite a riot. Yeah, it pisses people off that they're there. <laughs> They're talking about Tony's version, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like the initial they're talking one. They're about the Ultron one. I'm like, that no. makes perfect sense why they're there. Yeah. They're as horcruxes. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Right, but the reason they exist for the sake of the yeah, movie yeah, yeah. is... I got you. I don't... Yeah. That's fair. Dumb. Dumb. D-U-M-E. Uh, my least favorite is the truck fight sequence in the middle of the movie. I think it looks weird... It's very noticeable green screen in that scene. Hmm. I mean, obviously it has to be green screen, but just... Yeah, flying robots don't exist, yeah. It flows... <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> Can't have extras there. It just there. looks wonky, kind of, and it flows weird, and just... Uh, I thought some of the opening... It's underwhelming. I thought some of the opening fight in the in the woods looked a little wonky and over-CGI, too, actually. When they're on the land speeder? Yeah. That's, what, that's all I kept thinking of watching. I'm like, is this Star Wars? It looked a lot like a land speeder. What's your least favorite? That goddamn pool <laughs> cave Thor scene. Oh yeah, you, that's that's a close second for me. Just so, take it out. You get you. Nothing changes. Oh, I guess he doesn't lightning bolt vision to life, but <laughs> which is pretty awesome. What else could you do in that? You could have whole, Thor eating a sandwich, <laughs> and like the five things in that color just fall out of the sandwich onto the table. What kind of sandwich? Like a BLT. It's okay. got other stuff on there. Probably mm-hmm. other Asgardian stuff. 
thinking you go salami. Then you go like some sort of Italian. We gotta get those colors. So what? What's blue? All right, this is already. It's like a fruit sandwich. It's <laughs> a blue food. Or it's yeah. a smoothie. <laughs> Alright, grab well, this could, idea. You could have it, you could have it. Well, wait, 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 hold on, you could have a smoothie. It's got blue cheese on it. Okay, go on. Blue cheese is a little white more yeah. than Yeah, but there's blue in it. I guess. Uh, maybe. <laughs> it's blue it's cheese on a sandwich. You got, you got red, you got the tomatoes, obvious. Yeah. You got, you got green, you got the lettuce. Done. Easy. Or a pickle. A pickle, maybe. Yeah. Sliced pickle, or... There's a pickle on the side. We Slice, need, yeah. Slice pickle on the sandwich. Come we on. Need, we need orange. There's definitely some sort of peppers that are, that are orange. Like an orange bell pepper. Sandwich, right? So far, so bad. Yeah. Habanero, if he likes it spicy. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we He's need a meat guy. Right now, you made a vegetarian sandwich. Which is definitely not what Thor is eating. <laughs> All right, so you you exchange the tomatoes for a for like salami or some eggplant red. purple. <laughs> eggplant purple. Salami, blue cheese. This, all right, this eggplant, is bell pepper. <laughs> this sounds delicious. He doesn't eat human food often. This isn't the most. Do you remember what happened? We got a cup of coffee in that weird town in Arizona. Slammed it. Another. Slammed the I like this drink. (laughs) I like this sandwich. Another. (laughs) Splat. Vision. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a vision, guys. Where? In a deli off third. Oh man. Off third. (laughs) Like Sokovia has delis all over. I didn't think we this podcast would evolve into Thor eating a sandwich. <laughs> I knew we'd get here one day. I brought it up as a joke, and I'm glad we did a full deep dive analysis on it. Uh, it's what the people want to hear. Sequel, exactly. I'm gonna put this after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that's it. I think that's yeah. I think that's gonna do it for our coverage of it. We got the two emails. We do have the two emails. I'm gonna do that after when we do ratings, okay. which is coming up. Whoa. Because what we do on Zero's Talking Heroes when we review a movie, we also give it a rating of Infinity Stones. You may have heard of them. They're featured in this movie more than they should be. There are six of them, so our scale goes from one to six. If you give it six, you can also give it a gauntlet, which we see Thanos pick up at the end of the movie in the mid credit scene. That's the gold thing. That's a hand. So let us, let us let you know how many stones we think Age of Ultron deserves. You can go first twice in a row, Jeff. I'll go first. Sure. Oh, why not? Probably going to keep this short and just say that I'm giving this movie four stones. I expected to give it three based on what I remembered about it. However, I enjoyed watching it more than I thought that I would. I enjoy that Hawkeye is featured more heavily before his retirement. He goes out on a, on a high note, even though he comes back a little bit. Yeah. But his alleged... Re- he thought he was retiring. He's like Brett Favre. He's like Brett Favre. <laughs> But yeah, Thor and Abath is dumb. I like the scenes that they do to humanize characters. That part's nice. Ultron is a very good performance from James Spader. It's kind of wasted. Vision is added too late. Everything else is fine. MCU par for the course. It might be bottom five, but just because they have so many good entries above it, I'll have to re-rank them again. And that's what I thought. Four stones, like I said at the top. Who's next? We'll go clockwise, I'll go. Now they know how we're sitting... <laughs> I think that when this movie hits its beats that it wants to hit and really flows its all an awesome entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then when it doesn't, or it does something that's a little bit off, it's apparent, and it really drags the movie down. So, 
you know, it, it's it's a hard movie to really judge, but because I find those flaws that I usually can overlook or don't find in the MCU movies, I, I can't give this more than a four. Again, the action sequences, as always, as advertised, awesome. Good humanizing moments, but there are things that they could have done better or just left out entirely that really would have made this movie jump. I'm between a three and a four. Three, because I really don't like it that much, but four, it's still a fine movie. There's nothing really wrong with it. There's some choices I would have made differently, and as you said, it's par for the course MCU. It's it's pretty much follows the formula to a T. And th- that those aspects are enjoyable, except, I, I don't know, I just found it really draggy. Really draggy. Like, I remember pausing it, seeing I had an hour left, I'm like, oh my god. That actually happened to me, too. I, I paused it an hour to go eat dinner. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's still an hour of this? <laughs> See, I watched it in two sessions, but I was upset that I had to stop, because I was like, I really need to go to bed for work. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. Like, I would have watched it in one shot happily. Happily? Happily. Okay. Three and a half. Gotcha. And now, from our fallen comrades... Oh, fallen. They're fallen. One day they will get up. Hopefully. <laughs> Frank and Matt sent me each an email with some thoughts about Ultron, and I think, or I know Frank rated it, I forget if Matt did. We'll find out when I read it. Frank writes, A couple days of Ultron. Hey guys, it's been a while, I know, but I, fi- but I figured I can send my thoughts of this movie in because I've seen it. This movie has some fun parts, and James Spader is a home run for the voicing of Ultron. But for the most part, this movie is really underwhelming. I remember being stoked for this movie when the trailer was released. It had a super dark feel to the trailer, and when I finally saw it, I was really let down. I figured this movie would be a change from the classic Marvel movie, but it was not. Also, being an Avengers movie, I had high hopes because the first was so great. The action scenes are pretty great, though, and the battle in Sokovia is also a really fun watch, but the rest of the movie is just filler for the universe. I guess my other favorite part of the movie would be when they're trying to lift Mjolnir, which leads me to a question. Do you think Cap had it and didn't want to embarrass Thor? Or was it just a nod to the fans of the comic where Cap held it? Because Cap gets my hammer up. Also, Quicksilver is shit. <laughs> also, Quicksilver is shit. Is that what the last part? Also, Quicksilver is shit. Frank, good points. We already brought up most of those. <laughs> I love uh, three point five stones and that wow. guy's and that annoying guy's arm. <laughs> <laughs> he was. You know what? I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to come up in the show. <laughs> I love you all, see you all soon. I love you all, see you soon. The child notice Frank. Miss you, buddy. Miss you, Frank. Miss you, Frank. Mm. <laughs> and Matt also sent us an email. It's called Ultron. I liked Ultron, all in all. My biggest gripe with it is the name. Age of Ultron makes it sound like a, like an epic. Like a, a epoch? Epic? An epic. It's spelled it's, weird. It's riddled with... I feel left out. I don't have this email. <laughs> Age of Ultron makes it sound like an epic when in reality it was no longer than a fortnight. Some great moments are in this movie. Wait, maybe it is Epoch. I don't know. A period of time in history or a person's life, typically one marked by notable events or particular characteristics. It is supposed to be Epoch. Okay, Epoch. Sure. You put an H at the end? Yeah. E-P-O-C-H, right. yeah. You nailed it. Uh, some great moments are in this movie. The Avengers fight like a cohesive unit of ass-kickers from moment one. Hulkbuster suit! The Mjolnir after-party hangout! Tony continuing his trend of being the sub-villain in all MCU movies. 
and some real existential issues get discussed by Ultron. The fucking party, witty banter, shirtless Thor scene, and a fun little Easter egg in calling the Hulkbuster suit Veronica. It's an Archie bit. I would give this movie five and a half stones. If they changed the title of this movie to Avengers vs. Ultron, I would have to give it the gauntlet. No question. Too much awesome stuff. I miss you guys. All my love. And remember, she can get it. Miss you, Matt. Miss you, buddy. Miss you. <laughs> That's right. They both be kisses. The gauntlet. Corey doesn't play favorites here. Yeah, Pad- title change? Go- that's a lot. Oh, but you're man. entitled to your opinion, Matt. He sh- Yep. <laughs> he is, in fact. I, mean, I wouldn't have gone that far, but he did. I'm just doing the math. 5.5. 5. Change the title. Not only does it get you to a 6, but get just gauntlet as well. That's how much he hates the title. <laughs> he hates it one and a half stones worth. Or, yeah, essentially, yeah. Or half a stone and a gauntlet worth. That's a lot. That is a lot. Thanks for the emails, guys, and those are our readings all around, all five of us, for Avengers Age of Ultron. If you've been faced with an existential crisis lately, due to Ultron's words, or let us know the title of another movie that you just hate, send an email to us with that info in it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! You guys were on point. Yeah. Proud of you. We like guys beforehand. (laughs) Just to make sure we were on, on the same page. If you are, in fact, having an existential crisis, please reach out to me on Twitter. I have them at least twice a week, uh, so I can help you through them. Remember, existence does, in fact, precede, precede essence. But you can find us on Twitter, at ZTH Podcast, or on Instagram, also, at ZTH Podcast. Say witty existential crisis Facebook. Damn it. Um, we're on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us in Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and heroes and an ES. I thought it was done. I, ooh, he's, I, ooh, uh, he's regimented. It's it. It's hard time to break. Yep. I added a joke. <laughs> I usually don't add a joke, though. That joke would have been awesome. <laughs> if, you, if you had just taken it from the top and done it again, that joke would have landed. <laughs> rule of three. Rule of three. On iTunes, though, there's a rule of five. Five stones on the Apple Podcast app. There's stars on iTunes. They are stars. What did I say? Stones. stones. Fuck, I'm still in this movie. There's too many stones in this movie. Five stars. We want five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app it is that you use because that will bump us up in the rankings somehow. Algorithms are a thing. And more people get to see the show and check it out and then they'll like it and continue listening, we hope. Thank you ahead of time if you do that. If you want to leave a review with it, we will read it on the podcast. Kind of like a shorter version of an email. And if you just don't want to do that, if you're too busy just making clones of yourself, just tell people about the show. You have, like, a lab assistant there helping you, just let them know, and they'll tell, like, they have at least one friend. It goes on forever. Next time on the show, we're going to be doing The Dark Knight Rises. Me wrapping up the Nolan Batman trilogy. So tune in for that one to see what we have to say. It probably won't be in a vain voice. There's going to be plenty of Bane voice going on. I hope there's not as much Bane voice. <laughs> it won't be nearly as much, that's for sure. We're pretty responsible with, the, with our use of Bane voices. I feel like I'm going to have to... Bane responsibly, folks. <laughs> Amp up my Bane voice. So tune in for that. What potentially might be a shit show. <laughs> also, there's going to be a poll up on Twitter and the Facebook page, so check those out at ZTH Podcast and Facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. So you can vote 
and let us know what movie you want us to do in September of the three choices. What are the three choices, Joe? Do you want me to announce it now? Fine. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be X-Men The Last Stand versus Superman 3 versus Men in Black 3. You're welcome. <laughs> We're with all third movies. That's right. Now, it's my job to sign off and let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, Avengers Age of Ultron included. It's almost minutes. If they change the title. If they change the title. Good night.